0: Would you care for another Schnitzelgruben? 15 is my limit on Schnitzelgruben. Oh, if you have any problems, dial information. Thank you for calling. It's going to be very popular. Mother of God. Give my creation life! Hello and welcome to Pure Life Podcast, your weekly dose for all things travel, food, and leisure. Today I am your host, my name is Don Meyer, my wife is off doing some much needed research on some future uh, travel endeavors and travel destinations, uh, so today I am your host for the, uh, the, oh, the half hour or so that we have you for, uh, for this session, and boy oh boy, I'm, I'm so happy to be uh, able to talk with you again, and happy to be able to share with you what we have in store for you today. It has been, boy, gosh, uh, an interesting couple of weeks, to say the least, uh, uh, with ups and downs and uh, all over the place with the uh, the COVID-19 scare and, uh, you know, with uh, certain states opening up and closing down, the uh, death tolls getting higher, getting, you know, the infection rates continuing to grow. It has been, uh, for all intents and purposes, a very... Um, challenging time for all of us, and, uh, you know, looking at the way things are going, it's going to be quite some time before we get back to any semblance of normalcy uh, for whatever that is, whether that's, you know, going back to work uh, in a work environment. Uh, For uh, those of us who, you know, have been working in corporate environments, uh, that could be (laughs) going to an office space and and cubicles and and gatherings and stuff like that. Uh, You know, looking at uh, what's going on, it's going to be quite some time before that, in and of itself, becomes the norm again. Um, for those of you who are unemployed, you know, hopefully things are going to come back to normal pretty soon. We'll be able to open up the, the doors to uh, uh, everything that we've done, you know, whether it's retail or or, or uh, hospitality or whatever the industry is, you know, we're, we're certainly hopeful that we'll all get through this really quickly. Um, and, you know, to the best of, of our own abilities, yeah, hopefully, you know, we, we uh, fare through this as, as best we possibly can. Um, you know, we here at Pure Life Podcast have been battling a, a number of different things, trying to figure out work and school <laughs> and life. And, you know, we've been doing travel cancellations and all sorts of different things. It's been been quite, uh, quite challenging, to say the least. And, um, you know, our hearts go out to all those who have been affected by this. You know, fortunately here in in northern California, we've been in lockdown for gosh, going on the last 7-8 weeks now. And um it has been uh, interesting to say the least. Um we are going a bit stir crazy as I imagine you all are. Um just trying to, you know, get through all this uh with with, you know, our our sanity intact and you know, with with some semblance of of you know normalcy uh, attributed to what we do. Um, long story short of it, obviously, th- going back to normal is going to be a, a luxury, if you will, in, in the foreseeable future. Uh, we hope that uh, things will calm down and we'll be able to you know all resume life as, as, as we enjoyed it before. Um, obviously, things are going to be quite a bit different. And you know, here at Pure Life, we'll keep you abreast of what's, what's been going on and, and how things are you know progressing along from this front, but um, you know if if and there are things that uh, you you've been planning for um, you know if there's there's travel that that you've been looking to do you know, take, take some time and you know, review what we've been talking about over the last few weeks about the credit cards and the, the travel rewards programs and the different you know, hotel programs and things of that nature. Because once things do come back into play, you know, doing a little bit of homework and doing a little bit of pre-planning, that's going to help to really be able to get you ahead of the game, if you will, and not, uh, not <laughs> be part of the throngs that come back into everything uh, as, as things slowly start to get back to normal. So with that, um, as I said, my wife's off doing some much-needed research. I am your host for today. Um, in keeping with our recent traditions, I am uh, here uh, enjoying my, uh, my little glass of, uh, of loveliness here. Um, and I wanted to continue on with the, the theme that we've had for the last couple of weeks, which is our, our drink of the week. And for those of you who have been with us for the last couple of weeks, uh, as you know, we've been doing some mixed drinks, um, talked about a really good top shelf mar- uh, margarita with the freshest of ingredients, try and keep it as as low in the sugar and, you know, the, the, the high fructose nonsense that that uh, is added to a lot of these drinks, um, but really just keep it nice and fresh and, and, and really enjoyable. Um, next, we followed it up with a, an espresso martini, a, <laughs> a twist, if you will, on the vodka martinis, but a really, really good twist that adds a good kick, a good zest, a good, you know, a buzz, if you will, <laughs> to, uh, to the martini, um, and it also really complements the vodkas that we have uh, chosen this week. I'm going to take it down a notch, a little bit. Take it to simpler, uh, more uh, simplistic ingredients. Um, As you guys have heard over the last couple of weeks, um, my favorite kind of um, indulgent, if you will, is a straight bourbon, straight whiskey. Um, I'm really getting into some of the scotch whiskies and uh, exploring a lot of the American bourbons. There's some really, really great bourbons that are out there. Um, Obviously, there's the staples like Jim Beam and Jack Daniels and stuff like that, which I certainly do enjoy. Um, But if you want to enjoy a really gosh, full-bodied bourbon um, that is drinkable, that uh, doesn't require, you know, um, like a Coke or anything like that to be added to it. Um, My go-to, which I've got right here with me, is a, it's a Basil Hayden's. Um, Basil Hayden's is a, an American bourbon, it's been around for quite some time, um, and it is part of the Jim Beam family, uh, and it is a uh, part of their, their small batch bourbons uh, produced by the, Be- the Beam Suntory Company. Uh, Suntory came in and, and uh, uh, invested into the Jim Beam um, distilleries and uh, created this huge conglomerate of different um, spirits, if you will. Um, Basil is one of their premium brands, and it is really true to its roots. And its roots go back about 200 years. Um, there was a, uh, a Hayden family that had migrated from, uh, from the UK during the time where Catholics were being persecuted. Uh, they bolted from the UK, set up shop on the uh, uh, New England coast of America, and then in roughly about, uh, when was it, 1785 or so, the Basil Hayden Sr. moved, transplanted from his home in uh, Maryland, and went into Kentucky. And there he started to brew a a batch of bourbon based on the things that he had on hand. And the stuff that he had on hand was some rye and some other things like that, too. Um, He... Tried to stay true to the the bourbon form, if you will, um, but really kind of came out with an interesting mash of his own uh, creation, which I truly enjoy. It is a an eighty proof or 40% alcohol, uh, if you will. A uh, very, very light bodied bourbon whiskey, very drinkable. And my favorite is just a single cube of ice. Um, and you can get these, um, what are they called? Uh, whiskey balls, if you will. Uh, whiskey balls, a brand of um, uh, ice cube <laughs> makers, if you will. You can make those globes or the, the, the square or the, the, the cubed type of uh, uh, larger uh, size cubes. Um, I like it with a single ball of ice or a cube of ice, if you will, uh, and basil on top of it. Pour it and get it a little um, chilled by the ice, and oh my goodness, it is, just, uh, it is just absolute heaven for me. So there you have it. If you are a bourbon aficionado um, and you are into drinking bourbons, my recommendation for you right now, if you haven't tried one, is a Basil Hayden's Neat, um, if you like it neat um, or with a, a single cube of ice or on the rocks, if you will. Um, once it's it's um, gotten a little cool and a little bit of water from the ice itself, oh, it's just so smooth and just so drinkable. And really, it complements just about anything. Um, I can <laughs> enjoy it um, daily, evenly, evenly, uh, nightly, if you will, <laughs> with uh, food by itself. Um, or just sitting back and watching some TV, a nice glass of Basil, Basil Hayden's. It kind of takes the edge off things, makes you have a really, really nice evening, um, relaxes the senses, and boy, you you can enjoy yourself quite a bit. So my go-to, Basil Hayden's. Um, if that's not available to you, uh, we're going to dive into some other bourbons as well uh, that will get you going over the next couple of weeks that I've been experimenting with and really, really enjoying. And also, we'll introduce some of the scotch flavors and fares that I, I truly have been uh, getting um, myself into, including some Japanese blends that are just out of this world. I don't know what it is, what's going on in, in Japan. Obviously, they like to drink in Japan. But, boy, they've really gone into some very, very good whiskeys, some great distilling practices and are truly coming into their own in terms of, of, of producing some very very good quality whiskey um, so do yourself a favor if you can check out some Japanese whiskies and we'll open up a few here over the next couple of weeks and we'll share those with you as well so with that um, out of the way you know we're cheers to uh, to another week of, of sequestration and isolation and again I pardon me I'm gonna take another libation here hmm Oh boy, that hits the spot. Uh, with all that uh, aside now, we'll get down into a little bit of business here. And this week, really wanted to focus in on a couple of things that have been going on. Um, as I mentioned, you know, we've been uh, <laughs> scrambling to try and rebook, um, cancel, do a number of of, of changes to itineraries. Uh, We've had trips planned for the last couple of months that obviously we're not going to be able to partake in. So, you know, we're in the process of going through um, hotel rebookings and airline rebookings and and other types of accommodation rebookings. Um, Fortunately, there are some things that we've been learning along the way, and we'd love to share with you as well. In particular, if you have a flight that had been canceled by a, at least a U.S. carrier, canceled, not that you can't go, but the flight itself had been canceled, um, you are entitled to, according to the U.S. government, you're entitled to a refund of that airfare. Um, that is strictly due to the fact that the airlines themselves are canceling flights um, and had been canceling flights um, in, at the peak of this this COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Um, so we typically would, you know, we'd book travel um, if we could not go for whatever reason, whether we got sick or whether, you know, there was a, a, a conflict at work or something like that. Usually, the, the airlines would then issue you a credit or allow you to rebook at a later time, but there are time limits that you can do that with, and it's usually about a 12-month period from the time that it was originally booked to where you can rebook it again and then enjoy your travel. This time was a little bit different. Um, this time, the airline's actually canceled our flight. United had canceled our flights out. Uh, We were scheduled to go to Maui and enjoy a a nice uh, spring break over in Maui when the kids were off of school. Uh, Obviously, we couldn't do that uh, in the month of uh, um, April, so uh, the United uh, notified us that they were canceling flights. Um, Hawaii was not accepting tourists, and still, obviously, if you're going to be traveling to Hawaii, you've got a mandatory 14-day quarantine. 14 days, um, which you have to pay for on your own. You have to go find a, you know, they have places for you, but you got to go there and, and get your own food and take care of that. Then once you've done your quarantine, then you're allowed to go out and enjoy your vacation. Well, I don't have that type of time, obviously, and, you know, with school and all the other things that have been going on, just didn't seem to make sense. So um, we, weren't, um, we weren't excited about what was going to come out of that, but, um, but at the same time weren't sure exactly how we were going to be able to make it work. Uh, long story short, about two or three days, um, well, actually I should say about a week before we were supposed to be scheduled to go, uh, United contacted us and said, hey, we canceled the flights, um, and uh, if you'd like us to, we can rebook them. We thought, eh. We don't know when we're going to be able to travel again. We don't know when is going to be an opportune time uh, to take advantage of that type of trip. So uh, we had requested a refund, and United was was obligingly um, able to do that because they were the ones that had canceled the flight, not that uh, we had decided to back out. So bear that in mind if you've had travel disruptions uh, because the airlines have canceled flights, and there's a number of flights that have been canceled. In fact, at at its peak, airline travel was down 90%, uh, which meant that the flights were being canceled left and right. Flights were leaving, uh, obviously with with very little to no people on them. Uh, So airlines have really kind of pulled back in terms of their schedules and their scheduled flights um, and have been consolidating where they can and canceling where they could not uh, otherwise accommodate uh, either consolidation or other types of travel. So uh, long story short, like I said, if you had travel disruptions and it was due to the airlines canceling your flights, uh, the United States government has issued a mandate for the airlines or the U.S. carriers to refund money. So bear that in mind if, again, you've had some travel cancellations and or uh, had to, you know, uh, endure a flight cancellation from your carrier. Um, If they're pushing for a reschedule and that doesn't work for you or doesn't work within your schedule, request a refund. That's usually, um, uh, or I should say, that is what uh, the airlines are obliged to be able to do for you for now. Um, like I said, if you have to cancel for other reasons, if the airline is still going to be flying and you cancel, well, maybe you want to look at doing things like adding, you know, travel insurance to your trip. That way it gives you a, a little bit of a buffer. Uh, they'll refund you certain monies and certain fees for certain things if you cannot, you physically cannot go on your travel. But in this case, like I said before, we had uh, travel canceled, so you know, we're in the process of trying to figure that out. Fortunately, we got the refund, but you know, we really wanted to go and... Uh, uh, not able to do so. We'll uh, we'll hopefully be able to visit uh, uh, that trip to Hawaii very very soon. We do have another upcoming trip. We're fingers crossed trying to figure out what's going to happen with that. Um, we're we're heading out to uh, French Polynesia and uh, hopefully hopefully fingers crossed uh, that flight uh, those uh, that travel itinerary um, all those those accommodations will still be open and still be able to uh, to accommodate us. So knock on wood. I'm going (laughs) to try here to uh, predict that we'll be heading out there, but uh, we'll keep you posted on all that. The other thing that's been of interest lately and has really kind of taken an interesting, I guess, challenge or or, or shape, if you will, is the amount of really uh, interesting... how shall one say cyber activity that's been going on? I've had a number of requests from my family members uh, from my wife um I've been you know receiving a lot of unsolicited email as of late um not only because of travel related issues but also all sorts of other things um whether it is you know hey, you've got a package that's that's coming late or uh, we've had to reschedule something because of blah 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 or. Even hey, hey, donate to this this charitable cause to uh, to help out folk who are in need. Um, yeah, I. I <laughs> I work in, in cybersecurity uh, as as a side job, if you will, is what I do outside of the, the podcast business, and I'm a little more paranoid than most, and I'm a little more aware of what's been going on, and boy, oh boy, there's been a rash of these crazy unsolicited kind of attacks coming at people. Um, we have been, you know, seeing a number of that stuff coming up on in our inboxes, um, on different websites that we're perusing and things of that nature. So, you know I, I recently put a blog together to try and help organizations or organizations help people, if you will really understand what to look for and to be vigilant about what they're doing online um, as more and more of our our lives are conducted now online in cyber world, uh, in cyberspace, I should say. And uh, it, it's really giving the bad guys a great opportunity to relentlessly pursue even more data and, and get us to click on things that we shouldn't be doing. So... Net net of it all is there is a couple of key things that you want to keep looking out for um, with regards to your cyber persona and being safe while you're surfing and this is true whether you're you know an adult or or with your kids as they're doing things um, online for school or for other things. There's a couple of key things that you want to look out for, um, and first and foremost, you know, understand that the bad guys are out there and they're really taking advantage of people's. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say lack of awareness, but you know we are are hypersensitive to everything that's going on. COVID nineteen. I was like, oh, there's a new piece of information. We got to click on it. Oh, there's a new bit of uh, uh, data coming out about something. I want to click on it. I want to. I want to figure it out. Be leery of things that are coming at you unsolicited. If you're seeing things that are coming from a an unknown source or have, have these crazy uh, um, uh, kind of worrisome or um, urgent kind of um, subject headers, I click now or do this now or, or you're, you're in trouble now. Be leery of those things. Um, typically, those aren't um, legitimate uh, emails, and those aren't things that, that you want to be, you know, clicking on <laughs> to begin with. Um, there's a number of, of ways that people are, are trying to... Take advantage of our sensitivities or what's going on right now to really dupe us out of giving up some passwords that can get them access to other things, um, other accounts, and things of that nature. So, you know, a couple of key things that you want to be on the lookout for. Number one, you know, make sure that you're keeping your computer and your iPhone or your your Android device, your your tablet, whatever it is keeping those things up to date. Um, nowadays, it's more easy to do that than ever before as the manufacturers are pushing out um, updates on a regular basis, but they're also enabling you to be able to turn on automatic updates. Um, so you don't even need to think about it, uh, especially if you have an Apple iOS device or <clears throat> an OS X device. You can program the device itself to be able to absorb these uh, updates as they come. Even Windows does this now too it allows you to be able to update your com- your computer uh, automatically. You may need to to reboot it or it may do that all by itself, but it allow you to be able to keep your systems up to date. And the reason that's important is that the OS manufacturers that are out there, the operating systems that run your computers, whether it's Windows or Mac or iOS or Android or whomever, um, they are constantly being... Um, or, or uncovering new ways that people are, are exploiting their their uh, operating system, or, or holes, or gaps, or or different uh, vulnerabilities that could be easily exploited, and they're plugging those gaps with these regular updates. Um, so it's making it harder for the bad guys to be able to. You know, take advantage of a weak operating system. So one of the first things that you can do is keep your systems up to date. It is really, really important to do so. Because the more up to date your computer is, the more it's got the latest and greatest stuff that's running on it. And it keeps the bad guys at bay. Bad guys like to go after the systems that aren't being updated, aren't being upgraded. And if you look at what happens in the business world... A lot of times they'll find, the bad guys that is, they'll find a system that has not been updated in a long, long time. It's running an old version of an operating system, has a very well-known backdoor or a way to break into it, and they just exploit that. And it's really easy for them to do. Don't make yourself a victim, especially as we're doing more and more stuff online. We're shopping more online. We're getting more stuff from Amazon online. We're conducting more of our business online. It is so easy for the bad guys to be able to take advantage of different things that we're doing to siphon off money or to trick you into giving them money or having them hijack your credit cards and stuff like that. So one of the first things you can do and one of the most important things you can do is keep your systems up to date. And again, it's easier than ever to do so because the manufacturers are allowing us to do automatic updates. Turn that on. Keep it on. Make sure that your systems are up to date. Another interesting thing that you can do, which may sound a little cumbersome, but it actually does provide really good security, is to turn on what they call a two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication in certain applications. Um, applications from Google, Apple, Amazon, and others allow you to use a two-factor authentication mechanism, which typically you'd have a username, your email address, and a password associated with getting access to an online service or some kind of uh, application. Well, in the past it used to be pretty good, but passwords are very, very easy to guess. They're easy to to hack into. And there's a number of different tools that you can buy out in the black market that can actually crunch the numbers for the bad guys, and they can come up with your passwords. Um, So passwords are not the most secure way of keeping your persona, your online persona secure a really good addition to the password and username combination is this two-factor authentication. What that is is it's, it's another bit of information <clears throat> that can be leveraged along with your username and password that is specific to you. Um, In this case, it it is leveraging your mobile device. Um, And a lot of times it's an application on that mobile device that will pop up a special code. And you have to enter in that special code along with your username and password to be able to get access to different bits of information, or to be able to get access to an application, like a banking application. I know B of A does this as well, and a lot of the other banks that are doing that. Um, Or to be able to get access to your Amazon account, so that you can do things like purchases or returns and stuff like that. Do yourself a favor, turn on the two-factor authentication process for all of these different applications, especially where you're doing banking or credit card transactions. Make sure that you're adding that extra security. Yes, it's an extra step. It takes a little bit extra time, but that extra time and the extra step are very, very worth the added security that you will get to keep your, your data, your credit cards, your bank accounts, all that stuff safe. So do yourself a favor, do that. Another thing to check for as well is as we were talking about before, check for any unsolicited messages that are coming into your inbox or even into your your sms your 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 chat applications um, there's a number of different ways that the hackers are able to mimic a, a carrier or your, your, um, your cellular provider, um, into sending you messages. And they could be unsolicited messages saying, hey, click here, or hey, you you you, you, you need to reset your password or something like that. Typically, you should be very leery of those things that are coming at you, especially if you have, um, um, been on top of your passwords and you haven't logged into anything for a while or you did log into something, it was successful. Um, Be leery of people that are sending you unsolicited emails and asking you to do things. Um, If it's an email, check the sender. Very, very easy to do. Go to the from uh, part of the email message itself and hover over that or click on the from email address or the name and then look at it. If it's a long list of, of different you know, characters and codes and blah 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 blah, and it ends in a .org or something else that doesn't match the company that it's supposed to be coming from. It's 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 spam. It's 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 a a phishing attack. It's it's trying to get you, it's trying to trick you into doing something. Delete that message right away. Also look at the, the message component itself too. This is another interesting thing that, that people do. Maybe they'll make it look like it's coming from Apple or maybe it's coming from Amazon or someone like that and they'll say, hey, you know, your 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 shipment's gonna be late or you know we didn't process this, blah, 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 blah. Look at the grammar that is in these emails. A lot of times they're addressing you as sir or madam. Come on, if it's coming from a, a vendor that you're doing business with, they know who you are, they know your name, they know what you're, 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 you're doing with them, and they're going to address you as such. They're not going to be so vague as to say, dear sir or madam, or uh, dear and leave it blank or customer or something along those lines. They're going to make it personable. They're going to address it to you. You know it's coming from them. If you do not see that personable uh, um, address of you as a user for this, this particular group or this particular application, delete the message. Trust me, delete it. Just get it out of your inbox. Don't click on any links. Don't click on anything else. Don't open any attachments. Just delete it. Get it out of your inbox and, and don't do anything else with the, uh, the message itself. Make sure that you're paying attention to those things, especially the sender information. It's so easy to, to grab pictures and other things like that and add it to an email and make it look nice and pretty. But one thing you can't do is mimic the send information at least not very well, unless someone is really hijacking that information. And typically, if they're doing that, um, and it looks legit, they're going to be going after <laughs> the big fish, not coming after us per se, because we don't have that much money. and It costs a lot of money to be able to mimic those, those big, big companies. But if they're, they're, they have an email address... Um, that is from some crazy <laughs> URL or some crazy bit of characters with some weird .com after it or before it or whatever, delete it. it if in doubt, just delete it. Um, again, if it was legit, the company that sent it to you will send it back um, or they'll find a way to contact you. But if chances are it's not legit, especially if it's unsolicited. If you've not done anything to prompt someone to, to respond to you or to, to reach out to you, you know, definitely delete it. Get rid of it. Don't even mess with it. And again, look for poor grammar. Look for things that just don't make sense, where you have jumbles of words that, that don't don't quite make a complete sentence. Um, again, these are professional companies. They know what they're doing, the legitimate ones. Um, they're not going to be sending away these, these crazy random emails with a bunch of misspelled words or poorly uh, structured sentences. Uh, you see that, pay attention, read them carefully. If it doesn't look right, delete it. Just get rid of it. Um, the worst thing you can do... <coughs> is click on something that's it's included in there or open up an attachment um, if you do that that opens up what they call macros these macros are little programs that run on your in your machine and they'll start to do some bad things or they'll look at your contact lists, or they'll look at what you're typing on your keyboard. Maybe you're typing a bunch of different characters. They'll capture all those characters, which could include usernames and passwords and all that fun stuff. Do yourself a favor. Don't open those attachments on unsolicited things, things that you did not request, things that you did not prompt. Um, and you'll stay safe online. And those, those are, are some of the more important things that you can do to be vigilant about what you're doing online. Also, you want to change your passwords on a regular basis. You know, Don't use the same password over and over and over again. I know it's a pain in the arse. <laughs> it really takes some, some thinking and some methodology behind it, but it is really, really critical to stay on top of those things um, because if you use the same thing over and over and over again, that one password can get the bad guys once they figure figured out access to so many things um, that are potentially damaging for you. So don't do that. Use uh, different passwords if you can on different things or update your passwords on a very regular basis. It's so easy to do. Um, if you go into any of the applications that you're in, check for how to update your password or go to your account settings and update your passwords. Very, very critical to do. And lastly, one of the last things that you should be looking to do if you can add additional security to your system, um, by system I mean predominantly a laptop, uh, whether it's a MacBook or uh, a Windows device, um, add things like uh, the Norton antivirus or the McAfee, you know, total security packages, even the Bitdefender packages as well. Um, these great organizations offer very, very good security solutions that complement the updates that you're getting from your your manufacturer. But they also add other layers of security to keep the bad guys at bay. And also, if you inadvertently click on something, um, these other tools, whether it's from McAfee, Norton, or from Bitdefender can actively look to see, is this legitimate? Um, And if it's not, they can stop things from getting out of control. They can stop the bad things from really getting way, way, way worse. And they can also stop you from going to bad sites, where a lot of times you'll be tricked into clicking on a link that takes you to a, what they call, malware site, um, which could then either load stuff onto your machine or could scrape information off of your machine. Uh, Either way, these tools from McAfee, Norton, and Bitdefender they can stop you from doing that sort of thing. So if again you inadvertently click on something or something does slip through, you have that added layer of security to keep your online persona safe. And all you got to do is read the latest headlines about, you know, how Zoom is 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 not encrypting data or has been having some issues. Uh, Other applications have vulnerabilities in them. Other things that we're doing online could potentially expose our data, our credit cards, our bank accounts, all sorts of different things. Do yourself a favor. Add some extra layers of security to your systems. Keep you safe. Do your due diligence as well about looking at what type of information is coming at you. Who's sending it to you? What is their intention? Are they asking you to do crazy things? Oh my gosh, your account's been hacked. You better do this now. think twice about that. Again, look to see who it's coming from. Look to see what the urgency is behind it. Um, If it's something that sounds very uh, legitimate coming from the U.S. government, they're not going to send you emails. They're not going to send you information like that. Don't fall for that stuff. By all means, um, don't click on (laughs) any link that comes from anybody you don't know. Or if it sounds too scary or too uh, pushy, delete it. Just get rid of it. Don't even bother with it. Um, Stay safe while we're out there. And again, we're going to be online for quite some time. Uh, We're going to be continuing to explore and and engage more and more online as as we're sheltering in place and practicing social distancing and all that fun stuff. Do yourself a favor and make sure that you're keeping yourself secure. Not only as we're you know looking to <laughs> add credit cards or or surf for for travel deals and things like that, but any type of transaction that we're going to be doing online. So that's pretty much what we wanted to cover today. And you know there is a lot more that you can be doing. And there's I'm sure people have questions with regards to you know how do I set about the right types of uh, tools or what's what's really um, going to be good for me uh, in my current situation reach out to us here at Pure Life Podcast. Just shoot us an email at info at purelifepodcast.com. Comment on our our podcast here. uh, Drop us a line, if you will. We're more than happy to answer your questions, more than happy to dive into a little bit more detail around any of the information that we shared with you today. And as well, open up your eyes, hopefully, to some easy ways that you can maintain a very secure posture when you're online. So, With that, that covers today's uh, topic, and going forward, we're going to be talking about, oh gosh, i have still got a lot of different destinations that we're going to be covering. We're going to be talking about Singapore and Thailand. We're going to be talking about Southeast Asia, Indonesia, Malaysia, Thailand. I said Thailand, I think. (laughs) We're going to be talking about Korea. Uh, There's more on Japan that we want to talk about, but we've got so much more as well around Europe, uh, the Baltics, and the Mediterranean. Uh, There's more in Mexico that we'd love to talk about, a lot more in the US. Um, a lot more in French Polynesia. The the world is just such an interesting small place, and hopefully we'll be able to start traveling again very, very soon and start exploring all these as well. And we'll be right there with you, hopefully helping with itineraries, hopefully sharing some some interesting ideas about what to look for or where to go in in some of these places, and more importantly, what to eat, and hopefully maybe even what to drink, if you will. Mm. Ah, So with that, on behalf of everyone here at Pure Life Podcast, thank you so much for your time and attention. Again, please feel free to drop us a line, if you will, at info at at uh, at purelifepodcast.com or uh, do submit a comment on any topic that we have uh, or suggest a topic, if you will, in mind. Uh, We'd love to cover that in any of our future episodes. With that, hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you're staying healthy out there. We really do appreciate you coming and spending some time with us, and we look forward to speaking with you on the next podcast. Have a great day. Today. Bye now.